World continues to get worse as the British pound hit its lowest level against the dollar since the 1980s. Meantime, Federal Reserve officials keep hinting that the central bank will keep fighting back hard against inflation. The Dow Jones gained 436 points to close at 31,581. A Texas man seen as a key player in the January 6th Capitol riot will go on trial for seditious conspiracy later this month. A judge has shot down Stuart Rhodes' request for an extension. The leader of the far right wing conspiracy group, the Oath Keepers, fired his defense team, but the judge ordered them to stay by his side. He called complaints about the quality of representation nonsense. Top health officials are pleased with the progress against the monkeypox outbreak. We have ample supply to vaccinate the highest risk individuals against monkeypox. Speaking to reporters, monkeypox coordinator Bob Fenton said the strategy of targeting the most at risk communities with vaccines is working. While California California did not impose rolling blackouts on Tuesday. Four cities in the state imposed the move. Matt Mattinson explains. The Sacramento Bee says Alameda, Palo Alto, Healdsburg, and Lodi experienced power outages. That was reportedly due to a communication error between a number of agencies, including the California Independent System Operator and the Northern California Power Agency. The state's electric grid has been put to the test recently as record heat has been hitting the area. As a result, Cal ISO issued a flex alert for the eighth straight day. I'm Matt Mattinson. Two Texas Department of Public Safety officers are being suspended as part of an investigation into their actions during the Uvalde school shooting. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Dak Prescott here. Why do I choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because better sleep elevates my game. Only my Sleep Number 360 smart bed helps me fall asleep faster, keeps me cool, and effortlessly adjusts for my best sleep. The result? 28 minutes more restful sleep a night. That's more focus, more edge, and more highlights. And that means more wins for all of us. Don't miss the final days of the biggest sale of the year. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Time now for a quick look at our KKNW weather outlook. Tonight, mostly clear. We'll see a low around 53. Sunshine for Thursday with a high near 72, low around 53. Sunny with a high near 81 for Friday and a low round 56. Sunny Saturday, high near 88, low round 59. Sunday, high near 85. The views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of KKNW, its management, or other advertisers. This program is sponsored by KM Radio Productions, LLC. The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now, stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you. As together, we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Positive Talk Radio. It's Wednesday afternoon. And if you're driving in Seattle and it's 79 degrees, I'm sorry. There's not a whole lot I can do about that. But, uh, Eric, we're in for another bit of a heat wave, aren't we, at the end of the week? 
Uh, well, you know, not as hot as it <laughs> has been over the summer. But, uh, yeah, looks like the weekend is going to be fairly toasty in the upper 80s. Well, very good. I hope we don't get the 90 because we already broke the record. We don't need to do any more. True. So that would be great. Eric is with us, and and uh, Holly is with us today. I got to tell you, these are a couple of my favorite people, uh, Eric and Holly, and I'm a new great friend who is Angela, and we're going to talk about her because she's an author and has written a, a really cool book with a great concept, and we're going to get into all of that. But first of all, Holly Berry, how are you? I'm good. I'm totally looking forward to hearing from Angela. She has, I just met her right before we came on live, like 30 seconds ago. So this is going to be really fun for me. She's provided written content for a wide range of categories, including children's literature, product marketing, songwriting, and screenwriting. And she she enjoys writing all kinds of concepts. And uh, we're going to talk about what I th personally think is a really really cool concept for a children's book and that is uh sneaky sophie and the and the token fairy thank you Good job, Eric. <laughs> hey nice save buddy nice save and angela um how are you today i'm doing well thank you so much for having me kevin thank you all I had to have you because I just love the concept of the book. I think it is, well, it's actually much more than a book. And can you describe it a little bit for us so that we all kind of get an idea of what your thought was? And, and the book, by the way, is coming out November, December timeframe, just in time, dare I say it, for Christmas. So, <laughs> so, so Angela, talk about the book a little bit. Absolutely. So Sneaky Sophie and the Token Fairy, it's a children's book that I wrote. Um, I'll explain the concept first and then I'll get into the, the kit. But Sneaky Sophie is a little girl who discovers that whenever she loses a tooth, she gets a token from the Token Fairy. And in this book, the Token Fairy is not mom or dad. It's an actual fairy that flies into the bedroom and replaces the tooth with the token. So Sophie is one of those girls who's a little bit of an attention seeker. And so she's one of the first people in her class to lose her teeth. And, and so when she brings her token, she wants to show it off. And um, Sophie realizes that the more teeth she loses, the more tokens she gets. And so in this book, Sophie loses it a little bit self-control wise and starts sending the token fairy messages implying that she's lost more teeth than she really has uh, in the attempts to gather more tokens. And so I won't explain what happens in the end of the book. Hopefully people will buy it to figure out what Sophie does. But essentially, um, Sophie gets these tokens. And so the book, Sneaky Sophie and the Token Fairy, it comes in a kit. So it comes with two types of tokens. It comes with gold tokens. One of them has a tooth on it and it says one tooth. And on the back, it says, losing a tooth is worth the wait. This is a gift to celebrate. And so anytime a child loses a tooth, mom or dad or whoever can give the child this token either in the hand or slip it under the pillow in place of the token fairy. And then the other type of coin that we have is a silver coin and it has a star on it and on the back of that coin it says for thoughtful acts or kind words spoken you have earned the special token and so 
in memory of Sophie and her greed and selfishness, um, this token is a reminder for children that sometimes you can think outside of yourselves and do something for others. And so when a parent or a guardian or a teacher notices a child doing something that is selfless or thoughtful, they can be given that token. Well, you know, um, Sophie is uh, just a capitalist at its finest. Because <laughs> she f- figures the more teeth she loses, the more money she gets. And uh, and so she manufactures a way to lose more teeth than actually earn her head, um, I think. And I haven't read it, and I'm not going to – I don't want to inadvertently ruin the ending. But but uh, when, when you and I were talking about this – and, Holly, I want to bring you in because I think that is a really, really cool concept to teach kids how to do things of a positive nature that are kind, that are looking out for other folks, even if it means you're not hitting your brother and or your sister. What do you think? About the book, about teaching kids about, concepts? To, the, like, kind of, <laughs> the concept of being... <laughs> I'll try and be more clear in the future. The, kind, the concept of being, of being kind and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, teaching our kids valuable life lessons like that. And, you know, the values that we have, that's a big part of parenting. Um, I, I would love to know um, why Angela thinks sharing stories with your kids is valuable. Because I think I've been more of like an aunt or like a girlfriend role for other people's kids where reading books, um, especially before bedtime, was a huge part of the daily routine. Um, thank you. I, I think that it's important to, to one, read with children because I think there's so much, nowadays there's so much digital and there's so much screen that it's just another way to like reconnect and to have like time where it's like a child is sitting still and like listening <laughs> to a story and um, flipping the pages And I think there's just something magical just in any story about being able to transport yourself out of your world into another world and experience life through this fiction type person or character. So, um, and I think it's good for the imagination. Um, I think I still have my childlike nature, but definitely I think Storybooks are important, especially also in before bedtime. It's something I think kids still look towards, uh, especially if it means pushing back bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> one more, read just one more. Of course. Well, well, I got to tell you that uh, there, are, I think there are two. In, there are two times in a child's life that are very important, and I really hope that um, that you'll kind of take this from an old guy that has had a couple of kids and. And stuff, and that, and that is this: is that dinner time is an extraordinarily important time for the family to get together, to sit and and to have dinner and talk about their day and what's been going on and stuff like that, rather than everybody sitting at the table looking at their iPod and or their or their or their phone and and just sitting there and and eating, or worse yet, just eating in front of the TV because you don't get a connection that way. And the other the other time is bedtime. When you have a chance to get everybody settled down, it's quiet, the music's gone, the videos are done, and you can stop and talk to a kid about their day and also read them a story and a story with a good uh, message to it. I think that's really important for a family to do. If you're not doing that, please do it. It, it, You'll find that it really is 
helpful for your family and working together. Would you agree with that, uh, uh, Angela? Absolutely. I think that it's it's funny because I'll ask my children. I don't I don't like to talk about my children very much, but I I will say that I'll ask my children. Oh, how was your day? Well, what happened at school? Nothing. It was fine. <laughs> Nothing it was good. And then right at bedtime, when everything's turned down, it's like this just purging of, well, this happened to this. Well, what do you think about this? And it's just like, okay, it's time for bed. (laughs) (laughs) But I agree with you. I think that it's important to set time aside, whether it's dinner time or bedtime to say, okay, like let's shut off everything else and it'll flow. I think it'll flow. And I think that if you set that up like you said, as a suggestion and just plan for that time, I think it'll just come out. And I think that as you expect it, it would be something that people can look forward to, especially kids, because I think we're all so caught up in our day, you know, adults in their work and whatever else is going on in the world that if we just set that side, uh, set aside that time, things will come out. And it's like, oh, you're on the team or, oh, you did this t- <laughs> today. In my house, it was always, what do you mean you lost your report card? <laughs> Can you get, you, you sure you lost your report card? I haven't, I don't know, daddy, where it is. It's gone, you know, so, but it's, it's an important time and it's time that they'll never forget and they'll remember it for a long time. We used to have a bunch of different books that we would read to them from and uh, it, it really was, they had favorites and stuff and we, and we would, read them and and they really enjoyed it so it's 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 a good practice to get into um but i also wanted to ask you about you just a titch in how did you get into writing oh for me yeah uh, okay. yes i'll, I'll ask holly <laughs> later but <laughs> <laughs> sorry um i think that as a child, i know you've heard this story before multiple times kevin but i think that as a child i've always had that imagination that Um, like I would just sit and then just stories would come to mind. And um, I remember being in kindergarten and the teacher had everyone create a story. And my story was called My Day at the Beach. And that was one of the stories that was selected to be published in the book called Creative Minds. And so, like I'd mentioned before, it was called My Day at the Beach, but I had never been to the beach before. And it was just something that I had imagined and thought about and through TV or your interactions with your friends, it was just something that you create in your mind. And I think that adults have it. And I think also, and especially children have it, that ability to sit and think and wonder, because I don't think children have that the same limitations in their minds, the way adults do. I think that, um, that's something that I've had. And I hope that it's something that I will continue to exercise because as an adult and as I get, you know, older, it's, you have to kind of work to remove those barriers and to remove those limits. And so. If you were writing about the beach and you'd never been there, did it ring true that what you were saying or how did you, how did you come up with the, the idea behind it and, and, you know, sand in your toes and sun and, and, and the waves and all, how did you visualize that in your own mind as a kindergartner for heaven's sake? Sure. I think that it's the imagination. And I was reading something earlier this week and it was something from Napoleon Hill. Um, 
where the imagination and your thoughts are so powerful in that if you can visualize it and see yourself there, your mind and body start to respond in that way. Just like how, you know, obviously thinking about the beach is not the same as physically being there. However, you can start to create those things in your mind and to create those sensations and you start to hear the water and then you hear the seagulls and then you start to feel the sand in your toes. And I think that there's something about that imagination and allowing your mind to go there that starts to bring your body there. And then, yeah. No, go ahead. And so I think that when you, you talk about people who do relaxation techniques, you know, think about your favorite X or your favorite Y, you have transported yourself from where you are to another place. And so now your body is responding to how your mind is responding. And so it's a really cool thing to that the power of the imagination. How did you learn that as a kindergartner? <laughs> Lots of reading. Yeah, no, um, I think, I think children just, I think, I believe that children have it. They have it naturally. I think it's, it's, it is in, I, I'm going to, I'm going to step out and say, I think it's in all children, the imagination, because there aren't, there aren't the limits and they're not told, well, you shouldn't think that, right? We're, as children, they're told, you know, you can't do that and don't do this or do, you don't do that, but the imagination is there. And in fact, you know, we encourage children to imagine, right? Through play and through toys and pretend you're this and change the voice of your character and, and play. So it's almost like we facilitate it, which is great, which is important. And maybe we should have adult playtime at work. Oh, I, I would like that. <laughs> I'll sign up for that. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's interesting because, and I, I talk to a lot of coaches. And Holly knows that we talk to a lot of folks that, that as we become adults, as for whatever reason, when we're children, we've got this marvelous imagination. And then as we get older, we're told not to, or it's not appropriate, or, or you can't think that way, or whatever it is. And so we tend to shut it down. How is it that you, because you're still a writer, how did you not shut it down? Um. I think that it's exercise. I mean, I would be lying if I said that I didn't have mental limitations, right? Well, what will people think? Well, what will I say? Well, how will this come out, right? Whereas children, I think children are able to get away with more because it's like, oh, they said that? Okay, you're not, a, no, we don't say that. Whereas adults, it's like, well, you should know better. We don't, we don't do that. We don't say that. And so I think it's an exercise. I think it's uh, obviously, you want to be appropriate and sensitive in, in what you do and what you create, but at the same time, not limit yourself because of fear of, oh, what will people think, right? What will people say? If, if, I, if I say this, what will people say? If I think this, if I do this, what will people say? And so I think if you're coming at it with a positive mindset, then I think it's just go, go with it. And then there are gonna be people who will have something to say about everything, no matter what. And so I think you kind of have to just kind of check that box in your mind. Like there will be someone who will not like what I'm doing and I could be doing the best thing on earth. There will be people who don't like it. And I think once you kind of check that box and say, I'm okay with that <laughs> and then move forward, then it's kind of, you know, but it's, it's absolutely an exercise. It's, you gotta just tell, it's, it's a self-talk, like just do it, 
you're okay. <laughs> no matter what, no matter what. Holly? Yeah, I will. I'm super curious. So most of the physical books don't come in a kit. And this is the first book I've ever heard of that's actually going to have interactive coins or tokens in it. I'd love to know more about that. Oh, thank you. And and there are definitely there are books out there that have, you know, little fuzzies and toys and stuffies. Um, I think that a lot of those are great ideas. And I think they're important because I think it allows the children to like kind of hold that toy and have it in their hands physically as they read the story. Um, I think where Sneaky Sophie and the Token Fairy is different is that these are tokens that are given to you. And it's not something that you necessarily have or you're holding while you're reading the story, but it kind of inspires a child to say, you know what? Yes, of course, children would want the token, right, as the reward, but it allows them to stop and think, okay, well, what can I do? What are the different things that I can do to contribute to the world around me, whether it's helping my neighbor, whether it's, you know, cleaning up my room before my parents ask me, you know, doing the dishes, whatever it is that I can do outside of myself. Um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. We have a lot of, you know, negative things going on and which is awesome that we have this show, Positive Talk Radio, because this is what is needed at this time um, more than ever. And I think when we have the opportunity to think outside of ourselves, it is so powerful. It is so powerful because we are so close-minded and focused on our own situations, which, which it should be, right? Because these are, we're walking in these shoes and we are seeing the world through these eyes. But when you're forced to step outside of yourself and say, oh, there are other people who also have, <laughs> have needs. Imagine that. <laughs> then I think it's just, a, a, just another way of looking at things. You know, one of the things that this show has done for me is that I, I will pop up with a memory that I hadn't thought of in like, I don't know, 40 years. And when you're talking about when you're a kid and you're a kindergartner and, and everything is one way and then, and then you grow up a little bit, I'll tell you a story. I used to go to a Lutheran church and one of the songs that we, as the little kids, they would get the preschoolers and the, and the kindergartners up there and we would sing, um, Jesus Loves Me. Uh, which is, you know, Jesus loves me, that's I know. Anyway, uh, I, I, I'm not allowed to sing uh, in less than a choir of 50 or more. But uh, um, <laughs> but I was one of the loudest singers when I was a little kid. And it, it went from, oh, any cute? That is so adorable. We love that you do that. Isn't that cute that you do that? And then somebody one day when I was a little older said, you really shouldn't sing so loud. Oh, really? Oh. I shouldn't sing. And it's like, well, you don't sound all that good. And it's, and so that was the end of my singing career when I was six <laughs> or seven years old, because people told me something that, and I took it to heart. I didn't have the facilities at the time to be able to say, who the hell are you? And, and, and the heck with you and the horse you rode in on, um, which I could have done later on, but that's, that's, but I love, I love that, 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 the lesson there is we should not eliminate things for our kids to believe in. I'd love to hear more about the some of the concepts because right before we went live, 
Angela was talking about how some of the concepts um, can apply for adults too. And that's always really fascinating when you can tie it in for both, you know, the potential reader and the listener. Um, absolutely. I, I guess it's funny because yes, the tokens were designed for children, but I joke and say that adults can be given tokens as well. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> what, honey, you're going to pick up groceries on the way home? Here's a token. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, and you just um, have to decide what the token means when you get turn when you turn it in. And exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> it doesn't exactly. have to be a box. It can, it can be something much more precious than that. A absolutely. Um, I think that, I think that, I think one of the more humbling experiences in life has been learning through my children and the things that they say and the things that they do. And when they use your words, not against you, but back at you. And it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, and it's that gut check, like, I want to punish you, but I actually said that. <laughs> so, um, in seeing them do things and in reading a book like this with them and in, and giving them these tokens, I think that we can learn as well because they can set examples for us and then they can inspire us as well. And so as much as I joke about, you know, adults getting the tokens, yeah, I, I, I do think that adults can do the whole token exchange, but I think also it's, we learn, we learn through story. We learn, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but even in media and movies, animation is becoming more and more popular amongst adults. And they've changed it so that adults can sit and actually watch a full feature animation without wanting to gouge their eyes out. And so there's so much to learn. And I love that because they're not underestimating children and they're not underestimating adults. They're allowing children to learn up, right, to what adults, adult humor, and they're allowing adults to learn also from what those children are learning in movies. Now you're also a screenwriter, right? I am. I'm. I. I am working on a project right now, an animation project right now. I can't go too much into detail, but um, yeah, story is so key, and I think that when parents are watching movies or reading books, they're also part of that, right? They're also part of that adventure. And so you are less likely to read the books that are painful to you, <laughs> to your children, and you find a way to make it entertaining for your children. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you did kind of, but you didn't, because you, you said the same thing the last time we talked, which was, yes, I'm doing a screenplay. Shh. Oh, okay. Yes. I can't say what it was. Or what Correct. It I can't go into specifics or detail, but um, I enjoy screenwriting. I love it. Um, I have full admiration for novelists with the ability to sit and to write full chapters and make them flow cohesively into a unit. Um, I love screenwriting. I think it's easy for me because I just, I hear the characters' voices and I feel their personalities and then it just flows 
onto paper for me that way. Um, I'm sure people who write novels also feel the same way. Um, I also love um, creating music and songs uh, to coincide with the things that I'm working on. Um, uh, Sneaky Sophie, I, there was a song that I, if you, if there's a YouTube channel, I'm still getting my stuff situated with social media, but the Sneaky Sophie song that you hear um, when you go to that uh, channel was one of the songs that I wrote. And it just kind of like, I'll hear it in my head and I'll like just keep humming it, humming it. And then the words will come and then I'll just go. <laughs> I love that. I don't think we've um, mentioned the URL for you yet, which we've said Sneaky Sophie several times, but it's just sneakysophie.com if people want to be able to find out more. Yes, thank you. Yes, yeah, sneakysophie.com. Um, I will have more information up in the coming weeks with regarding um, the kit and other concepts with Sneaky Sophie. Um, the kit will be available on Amazon only as of right now. Um, so that'll be coming later this fall. But um, yes, the website is sneakysophie.com. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, it's in the, who did the uh, illustrations for you? So I did the storyboard. So I basically drew her face in the sketch work and what happens in each of the scenes. And then I had somebody come in and just add the color and then dimensions. So I did the storyboard essentially for what the book should look like. Well, very good. Now on in the uh, YouTube version, how, how long is the video? Uh, the video is like a minute. I think it's less than a minute. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, we need to take a commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to give it a shot and see if we can't play that for you. <laughs> So we shall see. Holly, anything before we take a break? Ah, no, having fun. I love it. Well, very nice. We You're listening to KKNW 1150 AM. This is Positive Talk Radio. By the way, we're on Mondays at 9, Wednesdays at 4, and Fridays at noon. And Friday, we have the one of the top 100 coaches in the world. Her name is Allison Roberts. So I hope that you'll hang for that. And uh, we need to take a quick break, and we'll be right back right after this. Do you believe in the combination of brain work and spirituality? Her grace and sense of humor have made Allison Roberts highly sought after. She's a cognitive behavioral expert with natural intuition. Allison has guided thousands of people all over the world to find their internal power. Visit A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-R-O-B-E-R-T-S.com for your free guided meditation today. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I created Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. And if you like what we're doing here, evolving ideas one conversation at a time, we have so much more to offer you on PositiveTalkRadio.net. Over 160 podcasts and growing great positive guests and many thoughts and ideas designed to help you and your family live life just a little bit better. You can even contribute to our work by becoming a member and receiving lots of cool stuff. Please check it out. I created PTR because now's the time for positive change and nothing else matters. Again, visit PositiveTalkRadio.net and thanks for listening. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature 
through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Now through New Year's Eve, here's your exclusive bonus for being our appreciated listener. Type in promo code POSITIVETALKRADIO at checkout to receive $20 off your order. Our gift to you for being here with us today. Anaturaldesign.com Have you ever said, how did I do this again? Want to create your own powerful life? Well, Allison Roberts can help resolve the issues that keep repeating by creating a new outcome. She is one of the top 100 coaches in the world and will help you achieve your dreams. Email her at allison at allisonroberts.com or visit allisonroberts.com and receive a free guided meditation and discover all of her ongoing programs and events. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio right here on KKNW, 1150M. And Holly, 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 I hate to call myself a liar, but I'm a liar. What'd you lie about? <laughs> In the promo that says I had 100, we have we have 160 shows up. That is a bald-faced lie. That's true. That is not the number you have up. <laughs> Do you remember the number I have up? Let's see. Now, are you talking about on your website? Yeah, on PositiveTalkRadio.net. Let's I believe it's go. like 130 or 230 now. It's definitely over 200. Let's go. PositiveTalkRadio.net. That would be PositiveTalkRadio.net. It's called branding. That would be PositiveTalkRadio.net. 248. Nice. Holy crap, really? <laughs> yes, sir. Somebody's been busy. But, the, but I nice got to tell you, the, it's nice to be wrong in the other direction. <laughs> it is that speaking of speaking of that, um, we said before the break that we were going to play sneaky Sophie's and the token fairy. She's got something on YouTube. So, you know, we're going to we're going to give this a shot and see if it works. If, if it doesn't, Holly's responsible. <laughs> I'll take the blame on this. It should be a, a nice little um it's there's no I played it. I don't think I heard any words, but there's a nice little melody. And I think it might be the second video that comes after that. So I don't know if it'll let you fast forward it or play it, but we'll see what happens. Well, we'll do, we'll just have to wait and see. So hold on, everybody. This is Sneaky Sophie and the Token Fairy. Chasing that A and want to save time on proofreading. Oh, this is a commercial. <laughs> That's what happens when you. Oh. There it is. That's familiar. It totally has that sneaky sound to it. <laughs> and and this is the actual the. I guess I'll stop talking. No, you can talk over it. It's fine. So this is not the song. So, so this is the book trailer. But then the song might. Hopefully, it'll be the one that plays after this. I'm gonna dance to it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm afraid that's it. That's all we got. So oh, they didn't show the next video. Okay. No. Then, and well, well, hopefully people can go to the YouTube uh, Sneaky Sophie on YouTube. If you go there and subscribe, um, you'll be able to see that other video. I think that was the one Kevin was so graciously wanting to play. So yes, indeed. Thank you. Now, did, did you wrote that yourself. Did you also play the instruments? I did not. Oh. I did not. 
I cannot take credit for the instruments. Uh, no, that that music that was played right now was just music that you can use uh, in trailers, but I did not create that music. I created the music for the the next one for the other video. Oh, well, we're going to have to, well, well, you guys talk. I'll try and find it. <laughs> Perfect. I was just going to let all our awesome listeners out there know that um, Sophie is spelled with a S-O-P-H. So the website is S-N-E-A-K-Y, sneaky, Sophie, S-O-P-H-I-E dot com. And that'll help. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm always curious what like one of your in-person biggest influences was while you were writing the book? I would have to say it was Dr. Seuss. Um, Sneaky Sophie, it's a rhyming book. And I think there's just something about the ability to mold words in, in prose and allowing those words to flow and tell a story at the same time. And I think as a child, I remember like just clinging on to those stories more than than others. And so I think Dr. Seuss probably was my biggest inspiration. I, I'm a big fan as well. There's a museum here in Seattle or an art gallery, I think that actually has Dr. It's all just Dr. Seuss. And oh. yeah, I walked by the windows at one point. I'm like, that's amazing. Like these like totally, you know, when I was a kid, outrageous, colorful, amazing illustrations and then it all rhymed and now it is in a gallery like right next to you know like the ropes you can't get too close to it it's like prized and regarded that you know high of a level um yeah and then how about like when you were first kind of putting on your boots as a writer and actually thinking of it as um a, a position or you know an identity what was what she up to now that's a good question um I think that writing has kind of always been in my mind and in my head so I would honestly just have to say a compilation of teachers that I'd had in school you know especially in elementary school who who encouraged the students to write about whatever, you know? And sometimes they would say, okay, you know, write specifically about this, but any of the creative writing where it was just write a story, think of something, write a story. And then it just like, there's just no limits, you know? So I, I would just teachers. Yeah, I've definitely had, um, there was at least one English teacher in high school and one poetry teacher in college and they were huge influencers as well. I still remember their names. I. I Definitely have lost most of the teachers' names, you know, from then, but I can remember those. It looks like, hey, Kevin, it looks like Eric said he could play the video if, if you would like. Oh, he's a savior. What a guy. <laughs> Eric, yeah, go, go ahead, young man. All right, here we go. What's she up to now? Sneaky Sophie. She's curious. Sneaky Sophie. Adventurous. Sneaky Sophie. Mysterious. Always dreaming, scheming, sneaky Sophie. <laughs> That's awesome. That's that sounds brilliant. like your voice. Is that your voice, Angela? Totally my voice. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> totally my unprofessional voice. <laughs> oh no, now there you go. There you go. You cannot say that. You, you know, what do you usually say, Kevin? You can't say that about my friend. 
Don't talk like that about my friend. Yeah, that's you're infamous for that. I love it. Well, what compelled you to write this uh, story, Angela? Um, I I think more for me the curiosity of what would Sophie do in her human form, like her animated human form, right? So there's the Sophie in the book, but um, in the trailer, uh, like if you watch the trailer, you see her uh, in the beginning, her dad is raking leaves in the backyard and then she comes and then just jumps in the leaf pile. And then I think in the next scene, she's brushing her teeth at night and then she puts her toothbrush down and then she eats a candy bar. And then uh, in the final scene, she's bringing a cake to her parents. And as she's walking towards them with the cake, you know, the candles are lit. They don't see it because from their perspective, it's like a really cool cake. But then from the back perspective, you see like there's a huge chunk missing out of the back of the cake. <laughs> so I, I think it was just my, what would Sophie do? Like, who is Sophie as a character? And so just developing that for, you know, hopefully future, you know, uh, wherever this could go. But um, just giving people that reminder that, you know, the innocence of the child. And I know some people say, oh, well, you know, who is Sophie? I can't say that Sophie was me as a child, but there are absolutely traits in her that I remember uh, being, a, I, I hope that I was a, a better behaved <laughs> child than her but just that you know she Sophie I like to I like to describe Sophie as the child who doesn't have those limits or expectations um most kids have that you know they do something bad and they know it's gonna be bad right but those really really bad things kids are like I'm not gonna do it because it's not worth the punishment so Sophie doesn't have that trigger she's just like well, well what's what's the worst that can happen like let's go so <laughs> um i so that's what i appreciate about her as a character i think um she's different in that way and i think that we can learn through her mistakes <laughs> about ourselves and so that's what i'm hoping uh to see through this character either now or in future books is that limitless perspective but then also that social learning, because I think there's so there's a lot of content, ABC, one, two, three, geometry, history. But I think Sophie is definitely a social uh, learning experience uh, that whole. OK, so it's not all about you. <laughs> there are other. It's not all about me. Of course, it's about me. <laughs> so, yeah, I think. I think that's, I think that is, I, I can say this for right now, obviously things change, but I think that's where I see her as of right now is that social, like, oh, oh I shouldn't do that because that's, that looks bad. <laughs> so do you have the follow-up book uh, kind of in mind already? You know, not yet. I think now it's more just still developing that character, like what types of things would she do? Um, and then come up with the next story. What, what kind of trouble can she get into? <laughs> what she can get into and what we can learn from her because it's sometimes it's good for us to learn through our own experiences and sometimes it's better to learn through other people's <laughs> mistakes. 
Well, we all get to make them, but you know, a lot of the, a lot of times the, in the, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a while since I've read, you know, children's books, but a lot of the troublemakers are guys or little boys. Uh, little girls don't have equal time as far as being troublemakers. So was that part of your concept? You know, I, I'm, I thank you for noting that. Um, a little bit, you know, I think, I think naturally in my head, I wanted to create a female character and I knew I wanted her to be different. And I think it's important that she kind of stands in a different, in a new position. So Sophie is also a tomboy. And so she, her best friends, she has a best friend who's really girly and wears dresses. And she also has a best friend who's a male and, you know, and so I, I wanted her to be a character that was relatable to different children. And so her mom is, her mom is African-American, her, her dad is white. And so I think it's important to show dimension and the differences in, in society today as well. Because there, what does the household look like? There is no set picture, perfect household. Well, I call that a blended family. And that is what is happening in America more and more so, is the families are becoming more blended because of different uh, different uh, ancestries that, that go back. And they just, it, as we move forward, and this is what is kind of scaring us some folks, is as we go forward, it's going to become even more blended. And I got a question for you. I interviewed a gal not too long ago, and it's a white couple, and they adopted a uh, black child. And her biggest, her biggest concern was, I don't know how to relate to him and his background and his ethnicity and his back and all of that, because we don't have the same things yet. I want to honor that with him. Um, can you see that as being an, an issue for some? Um, I think that the biggest issue would be in any situation, lack of love. And so if you're providing that child with love, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are from, where that child is from. If you are providing them with love, love is universal. And that's the, this is my opinion, but that's the only thing that matters. That's the only thing that counts because- Couldn't agree more. Oh, yeah. Love is love. And if they love that child, the fact that they're thinking about those things, right? How can I provide, is already showing, they're already doing it. They're already doing what they need to do. And I believe that when you have that intent, the path just, it, it, it's, I, I see it no different as um, a couple with a newborn. How do I take care of this child, <laughs> right? There are the tips and, but each individual is like, well, I'm gonna figure it out because um, I have to. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that my advice is just, love that child in the way that you can love because if you start to try to work too hard towards pleasing and doing what other people are telling you to do you're moving away from maybe what the child needs which is just give them that love that warmth that home and they will have their own experience i don't i don't have the same experience as my parents who i'm nigerian culturally but i i will never have that experience that they had growing up in Nigeria and then moving to North America. So I think we often try to mold into what we think will be perfect, 
where it's just like, just live, love, care, nurture. Like those are universal traits in any country, in every culture. Yeah, their, their, um, their boy is 12 now. And she actually had to go to uh, a couple of friends of hers that were African-American on how to have the talk. The you know what talk the I'm talk? Talking? What? <laughs> the birds and the bees talk? No, not that one. It's, oh. it's the cops and getting stopped talk. Okay. And and which in, inherently in white families that doesn't go on. Uh, it's not. A, oh, we had that. We definitely had that. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Did you really? My, even when the cops came to my house, we never had. I don't know where. I probably shouldn't say that. Um, but <laughs> it, it's really embarrassing when you have two giant policemen sitting in your living room with your father and you're 14 years old and you're still hung over from the day before. Oops. That's a big oops. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of those things that somebody in somewhere in this planet's done this before. I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, so in any way, before we run out of time, I would love like if there's for aspiring, um, children's book authors out there. Cause I actually have heard, you know, from a lot of my creator friends, like, Oh, I'd love to make a kid's book someday. Uh, if you have like, um, tools, wisdom, you know, resource websites, things like that, uh, for the listeners that might be in that boat, that, that would be great to share that kind of knowledge and education with them from your experience, Angela. Um, absolutely. I think, um, especially if they're thinking about self-publishing, I think start off with your story, start off with the concept. What what do you wanna write about? And it doesn't have to be necessarily in children's, but what what is it that you wanna write about? And then just start small, you know, take notes. What is their name? What is their character? What is their setting? Who are they, right? And I think that um, once you can get into the head of your character, then everything else just kind of flows, whether it's a children's book, whether it's a, a young adult's book or a, or a novel or science fiction horror. I think if you just start by taking notes and just keep taking more notes and then before you know it, you um, start to create that life of that character or those characters. I don't know if that helps. I think so. Yeah. Like just start, start putting down your thoughts, your inspiration, your brainstorming. And then from there that will feed itself and feed your drive. Is that? Absolutely. I think that with anything and not necessarily limited to writing or creating, but I think that we see a big task and so we get, we, we think, oh, we, I, I would want to do that or I know I could do that. But then we talk ourselves out of it because it's so big and we say well yeah that would just be too too difficult and the people that usually do that they have the help and I, I just don't know where to start but I think if you start small and you just kind of do those baby steps then you think of okay well what would the next step be oh and then what would the next step be and then before you know it you've you've written maybe a chapter of a book that before maybe you never would have started um, and I think that with anything in life is setting goals. Um, say, I'm going to do, I'm going to learn how to play tennis. So I need to buy equipment by next week. I need to save up to buy equipment. And then I need to get lessons. And I will need to get them on my way home from work because, you know. And I think once you start talking through it, you're kind of talking to yourself. 
and your your yourself is your like yeah yeah buddy like we can do this <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know i don't know if that helps but yes. and by the way how old is sophie sophie is about seven ish she doesn't have like an exact age but she's like seven ish i'll i'll say so did you have to think like a seven ish year old to write this book um I have enough experience with seven ish <laughs> <laughs> that it just comes. <laughs> that, that's really cool. Now, in my mind, see, I had boys um, and so no girls at all. So I couldn't think like a seven year old girl to save my life. Hair. Hair is usually <laughs> a big topic. I'm sorry, say that again. Hair, hair. Hair, like, if I, yeah, I, at seven years old, I had hair. Believe it or not. <laughs> How do you mean, Holly? Sorry, I'm not following. How do you mean about hair? Yeah, some of the topics, like Kevin was saying that he doesn't know how to think or didn't know how to think like a seven-year-old girl, like what she would even be thinking about. And we love to tease him because he has no hair. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I have, I don't have hair where I want hair and I have hair that's not supposed to be there. Whatever that means. So that, that's an old line from, um, um, city slickers. So and by the by the way, I like to quote old movies and if it's newer than 1990, I haven't seen it. Also, before we run out of time, I'd like our listeners to know that they can also hear this show on our website once we get it uploaded, and that'll be positivetalkradio.net. And so we'll be able to um, have links there as well for Angela to her website. If she put in social media links, things like that, you'll be able to um, connect with her that way as well. And by the way, Angela, I just want to say that you are delightful. <laughs> you have a wonderful smile you've got great energy you are a very authentic individual and and uh, you you're welcome back anytime you like because i think we have got more to talk about you're so kind thank you so much for having me as always it's such a pleasure so peaceful and therapeutic to be here <laughs> thank you now that's not how it's supposed to be stressful to do a radio show and stuff not peaceful and quiet and stuff yeah, you might have to try harder then. <laughs> I'll try and be more dictatorial. Than right. And so give me your top five questions and uh, never mind. That, that doesn't work for me. So, so Angela, let's go through your information one more time. How does somebody get a hold of you, get hold of the book when it comes out in November, December? Okay, so Sneaky Sophie and the Token Fairy. It's the book kit. It will be available on Amazon uh, later this fall. Um, I The website is sneakysophie.com, S-N-E-A-K-Y-S-O-P-H-I-E.com. Um, you can sign up uh, or subscribe on the YouTube channel. I am still building my social media. So within the next coming weeks, all of my social media will be there. Um, but as of right now, it's going to be available on Amazon just in time for Christmas. <laughs> and by the way, Holly, you know what I told her uh, the last time we talked? I do not. I was not there. I know. <laughs> well, that's Tell very me. True. I would. I would love to know. I want her to put together packs of coins. 
mm-hmm. of tokens. Okay. And that, because it comes with uh, five teeth tokens and 25 uh, silver tokens. But mm-hmm. if you've got multiple children or you've got a, an adult who acts like a child who could benefit from getting the tokens, that would be a good place to be. <laughs> So you could buy a pack of extra ones so that if like in order for him, I got an idea for you ladies, in order for him to do what he's told and to do what you want him to do um, and to to reward him might take a hundred tokens or more. Oh, I love it. So like the bonus pack so the whole family can play. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. And then Kevin's listeners can uh, let let him know what they've done to deserve their token. I love it. I love it. Exactly. Way way back when, uh, at, uh, when I was working at the DoubleTree, we actually, they played a game like that for adults. And it was for, yeah, they called it uh, Star Steps to Accent Recognition. And if you said some, if you said a customer's name by name in front of a manager, they would give you a token and you could turn it in for a buck. And it actually was pretty popular. And so for a buck, people were falling all over each other to call people by name. So, I love it. Yeah, that positive reinforcement with some sort of tangible um, perk related to it is huge. Yeah, and then it was a silver dollar that they gave us too. So oh, that, wow. was, that was even better. So, so Angela, thank you so much for being here. And uh, we've got just uh, a minute and a half left. So I want to step aside and uh, have you say, tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. Um, first of all, thank you again for having me. Um, don't limit yourself. Whatever it is that brings you joy, whatever you've been scared to do, you can still do what you're doing now and still tap into that. Just break it into baby steps. And before you know it, you can be doing more than you're doing now if that is what your heart desires. And Holly, you get to round it out. I get to round it out. We have so many amazing guests and we have so many podcast episodes and we are excited to grow a community of listeners and fans and you can contact us on our website if you would like to be on the show and we can get you screened if you've already been on the show and you just want a shout out you can buy kevin a cup of coffee there's a little button right there (laughs) i can use as much coffee as you can give me so and and i want to get everybody stay tuned because we're going to make an an important announcement in the never next several months and it's going to involve a live or a semi-live event that we're going to do. So, so Angela, thank you so much for being here. Holly, thank you. You always add so much to the show, and I appreciate it. And I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Allison Roberts will be here Friday at noon. And everybody take care. And by the way, be kind to one another because, you know, each other's all we got. So we'll see you next time. The views expressed on this program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and not necessarily those of KKNW, its management, or other advertisers. Contests are the responsibility of the host of this program and not KKNW. This is Alternative Talk 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle, and KNUC 98.9 HD3 Seattle. Well, good afternoon. Eric Ryder here with you on KKNW. We are approaching 5 o'clock. Time for a quick look at our afternoon commute. Well, southbound I-5 from the U-District to about I-90 is slow at this hour. We're seeing congestion around Beacon Avenue south on down to about south 188th in the SeaTac area. 
And taking a look at northbound I-5, you'll find some slowing from I-90 on up to downtown. And then again, heavy traffic around the Green Lake area, the Shoreline area, and from about 526 on up to the Everett area. 405 southbound slowing through Bellevue on down to about Coal Creek Parkway. And 167 heavy traffic from Car Road to the Kent area. Additional slowing around the Pacific.